love you. Welcome back, Couch Potatoes. Good to see you coming through that front door. I am the Green Traveler from Gorsh. And I am the Faceless Leon. Ah. And I am here to say that we should have our own spinoff. Ooh. Yeah, our own spinoff. The uh, Ronvald the Skull Show? That would be fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we got to get Ronvald on that. Or are I you trying to get your fun, own like, show? folklore show. No, I was thinking that we could do just another show, but like we call it uh, Green and Faceless in Armchairs. And yeah, and it would be like a book club kind of thing. Hey, I like that. Let's do that. That sounds like fun. You got me hooked immediately. Maybe maybe we'll put that on our Patreon and just, just for our patrons. I like that. We'll call it Green and Faceless on the Couch Presents Green and Faceless in the Chair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, no. would you call it gr- on, on the, on, on, in armchairs? <laughs> in I armchairs? said Green and it? Faceless in armchairs. Okay, yeah. Green yeah. and Faceless on the Couch Presents Green and Faceless in armchairs. <laughs> okay, we'll do our spinoffs better than the Fast and Furious, okay? Better than Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> yes. This movie is called Hobbs and Shaw. This is a podcast about movies and TV. And if you didn't catch the title, it's Green Faceless on the Couch. That's correct. Yeah. And then, and we're talking Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. And I don't know why I don't know why they had to present it, but that's what we're doing. They presented it. They're like, here it is. Nice on a platter. (laughs) You love these two. Here we go with more of them. (laughs) And it's like, so this is going to be a very terrible metaphor that I don't really have. You know, it's not explored at all, but it occurred to me when I was watching it that this is these are the two favorite triumvirates of the Roman Empire. You know, it's like, <laughs> oh look, it's it's Pompey and Caesar. You know, it's it's Hobbes and Shaw. Nobody remembers old uh, old Crassus Toretto, like Dominic Toretto <laughs> over there. Crassus, <laughs> I feel Dominic like yeah, I feel Toretto. like I feel like he's not actually the Crassus of the uh, of the triumvirate. No, but like no. here we go, we got we got these two. We got Hobbes and Shaw, Jason Statham and Dwayne Johnson, who have somehow become. The, the you know the top three build you know two of the top three build people in the, the Fast and Furious movies yeah somehow <laughs> some way uh, the whole family who have had six or seven movies each have all just kind of tumbled down the ladder slowly this movie okay this movie though is the epitome of one of the problems that I have with this franchise and you know like the mo- the franchise like has grown on me for sure and it is definitely. I I I know not to ex- expect great character development. Right. I've learned to uh, expect character flip switches, like like as if it was a stunt in a car. Like they tur- they mm-hmm. did a one hundred and eighty reverse turn or some shit like that. Right, and, right. But this movie ha- still happens to have this. For these two characters. But it's happened in the previous three movies already. They're, right. They're, they're total character shifts. They're just like a completely different character from the beginning to the end of the movie. Like, yeah. you know, and you want that kind of progression in a franchise where you see the same characters over and over again. But you don't 
but <laughs> but you don't just make it happen. You you have to you have to show it happen. Like, exactly. <laughs> can't just be done. They do it. They do it a little better in this than they did in Fate of the Furious, and I say just a little better because the Fate of the Furious oh, well. was like it was one scene they have a laugh, and then from that on they're allies. They're not like friends, but they're allies. Right. And in this one, it immediately starts off when they're, they kind of like hate each other again. Yeah. Like they they see each they other and immediately they're like, "I'm gonna kill that man," and like I mean right. they don't actually say that, but like you know that's that's the the, the energy they're putting towards right. it. It's like this is my least favorite person in the world. I'm not doing this mission yeah. with them. And I was like, okay, but didn't you guys just like each other at the end of the last movie? That's yeah. all I could think. But they do explain in the dialogue that they have worked a couple of jobs in between that. Oh, I didn't catch and, that. So that's yeah. that's interesting. And I don't. Okay, you got to tell me, and we got to decide if it's a spoiler after we talk about this. But they mentioned that Owen is dead. Did that happen in Fate of the Furious? I didn't think he I don't, died. I don't think he died either. I thought he got off the the plane with Jason. So maybe yeah. that's an F9 thing. Maybe they were setting up a future movie oh, a story arc. Maybe we I didn't, haven't seen it yet. See, that's the thing with the Fast and Furious movies. I just I don't think I pay attention to the dialogue because I didn't catch that at all. So I say yeah. we keep it in because I didn't know Owen was dead so either. I was still, I was still calling him Wayne. Maybe yeah. that's why I didn't catch it because I was like, who's Owen? <laughs> Who the fuck is Owen? <laughs> <laughs> Owen Shaw. Deckard's brother, he apparently is dead now. And I was like, I don't fucking remember that happening. So I was thinking they were just trying to express that something happened when they did a job just previous to this where Owen mm-hmm. died. And maybe and Hobbes was the a problem that it occurred maybe, to. Maybe. Mm. So, like, they tried to justify it through that. But it still just seemed kind of weird that they were kind of cool at the end of the last movie and then just not at all. It, that's one of the things that feels off about it. So that that makes more sense that I didn't pick it up in in the dialogue. Because the, the beginning of this film, when they see each other, they're immediately just like, oh, I'm not working for that man. You know, fuck this. Yeah. And like, it, it just feels weird to me because it's like when I saw that, I was like, but you guys had reached like a friendship, not a yeah. friendship level, but like an allyship. So it was really weird. So that makes more sense knowing that now. But I do like how this movie opens up with them. You know, it shows their, it shows their differences. It makes, you know, it's, it does the good buddy cop thing. You know, it, it, it gives each enough screen time and it like equal screen time sets up their character, sets up their personalities before they get together for the big job. And as a buddy cop film, I say I like the first, like, you know, hour or so of this movie. Like, it's it's really it's really well handled. I don't really yeah. care for the – I don't remember the story behind anything. No. Because – No. Yeah. A lot of this movie is just big set pieces, like big action set pieces. And so, it kind of yes. just keeps slipping my mind except for the, the huge stunts and everything that's I going on I think I there. can summarize the plot. But you gotta you gotta help me channel my energies because <laughs> it is it was kind of a slippery slope. I do know that in the middle of this movie, I stopped paying attention. All of a sudden, everything shifted, and I honestly was I thought that I liked the second part a little bit more, honestly. But I didn't think it was incorporated in the film very well. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> saying I didn't like the second part. I'm just saying that I liked the first part. 
as a buddy cop. I don't oh, like sure. a lot of what's going on because it's kind of just blah and like, you know, crazy over the top action scenes. It's just Fast and Furious, but right. with only Hobbs and Shaw. And like, it's still fun to watch and entertaining. But what I enjoyed the most about it was that buddy cop stuff. Right. Because when they get together and they start performing, like, again, just like in the last movie, Johnson and Statham have a good chemistry together. They do. They know how to, they play off each other really well and they make all these like, uh, I'm better than you and this action kind of a role, like joke. You know, they, 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 mm-hmm. they attack each other through humor really well and it's a lot of fun. But it's it, that first, you know, I don't know. The, the the whole first half of this movie is just giant action scenes that it's just like, yeah. you know, now we're at an escape sure. assembly. Now we're doing this kind of a fight scene. And uh, the director is David Leitch, who uh, came to prominence with uh, Chris Stileski through um, John Wick. They, they co-directed John Wick together. Okay. And then David Leitch has since gone on to direct Atomic Blonde and Deadpool 2. So, you know, he's he's becoming more prominent. So, like, he's decent. You know, uh, yeah, I'll say he those did. movies are decent, and he does a good action scene. That there's a there's yeah. a lot of good stunt choreography oh, yeah. in this film. With uh, Idris Elba's character is like this super powered um, human being. He's got yeah, they're you know they brought in perfect cell is, is yeah is how I feel. I've been com- I'm more out of the podcast than in the podcast. I've been comparing this series to uh, <laughs> to DBZ. So he definitely does feel like perfect yeah. self jumping in, but neither of these guys are Goku. Yeah, right. They're both Vegeta. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he's Dwayne Johnson is more of uh oh, what's his name? Tian Shinha. Oh, that's not it. Oh. Uh, he's the the one with the third eye. Yes, um, yeah, I can get down that. I think that was right. Because he in yeah, because yeah. he he's more of a a anti-hero villain when he's first presented because he's just a law enforcement guy right. doing his job. You know, he's just true. trying to track down the hunter guy. That's true. And then he became part of the family, whereas uh, Deckard is 100% Vegeta. 100%, like. yeah. <laughs> no, no doubt about that. But he has more of a... Uh, but... Oh, God. Let's move on from DBZ. Yeah, I yeah. think we've lost the but, metaphor. But the, uh, well, I mean, continuing slightly with it, even though it's not the point we were making, the villain in this is Idris Elba. He is the uh, right. you know the ultra powered perfect cell kind of character that you were saying. But like, he's not the overarching villain. The overarching villain is this computerized voice called like the director or whatever. We don't know who it is. Yeah. At the end of the movie, we still don't know who it is. They haven't implied oh, yet. I think. I, I thought that they did. Who do you think they thought it made? They they made it. Uh, I believe uh, it was Madame M. Eliza Gonzalez. Oh, I don't remember that at all. Like I thought, I thought it was a scene still... where she has. This is a spoiler, but I don't know. It, it is convoluted. I remember walking out of the theater not knowing who it was and then seeing a bunch of articles like, who is the director? Is it Charlize Theron from Fate of the Furious? Is it this person? Is it somebody way back in epi- or in movie three? Like, I right. remember people not knowing, so. I thought uh, they were alluding to that character because she was in contact with Brixton, uh, Iltris Alba's character. Hmm. I don't know, maybe. I don't. I don't even remember who Madame M is. Like, she makes out 
with Shaw. That's all. I'm trying to remember this scene. Oh, oh, I remember. Yeah, because then uh, Shaw's sister and Johnson are just like, ew. Like, <laughs> okay, yeah. I don't know who you're talking about. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. That really was the part of the movie that I stopped paying attention. So, it's not really <laughs> fair of me to say that. I just felt at the end that they were alluding to that character. Maybe. Up. Maybe it's an F9 thing. Maybe we'll find out in the next movie. Maybe we'll find out. Who knows? Maybe this was all to set up F9. Or maybe it's all to set up F9 and a half, which is uh, Fast and Furious 9 and a half presents Hobbs and Shaw 2. <laughs> the Shobsoning. The Shobsoning. Um. <laughs> <laughs> the Hobbs Shaw threesome. Whoops. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> but like, the, I think what I'm trying to get at though with the, the villain is... I feel like what qualifies a good Fast and Furious movie is the villain. So it's like, right. you know, one, two, and three, and four, kind of like, eh, whatever. Five, eh, whatever. Six, you get Luke Evans, you're like, eh, that was a pretty good villain. Seven, you get Deckard Shaw, and you're like, that was a really good villain. Eight goes back to Charlize Theron, great actor, bad villain. And you're just kind of like, eh. Garlic Jr. Yeah. <laughs> and now you're here, and now you're here with, with this, like, this computer disembodied voice, and it's just like, I'm not... I'm not impelled by this. I don't care. Right, right. Like it, make it Idris Elba. He's far more entertaining. Like just up his character to stop from henchman to to actual runner of the show. Yeah. But no. But the but the action scenes. I guess the, the remembering a long time ago. My point from it all: the action scenes with Idris Elba's character because he is a super powered human. They slow down the the scenes a little bit sometimes, and you get right. to see his you know his movements, and it's fun. It's really good. Yeah, good choreography. I like his, I like his Batman bike for sure. Yeah, 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 that's 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 more what I'm talking about. It's so good. Yeah, he, he has got a lot of great moments with that bike. Uh, but the, it's also though every time. I mean, I don't know. This is not really a spoiler, but every time Shaw one ups him, and he gets in an accident almost every time. But he's he's nigh impervious, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, that kept uh, that kept making me mad that he would get him in an accident and be like, "All right, now we're free." It's like you tell me the dude can't just run to the next car, punch the driver yeah. out of it, get in that car, and follow you guys. Yeah, he's a he's he is a super soldier. They they brought in super soldier into this universe now. Now you have to worry about that. It's not just guys who are able to swing around wrenches like they're fucking nothing. It is also <laughs> people who are given that ability and more from technology. Right. It's just so stupid and I love it. That's yeah, that's how they that's how they won up the last movie. You know, the, being a spin-off, they can't completely outdo the last film. They can't go so crazy oh, above and beyond. Yeah, it's just a spin-off. It's got to start small. And so that small was superhero or superhumans. <laughs> sure, I see. It just I explore guess. a new element of the verse. Yeah, exactly. It's it's you know you do your own thing. It's funny. No, it's it's dumb as shit. And I I, I do like it though. Like I like Idris Elba. He really hams it up hardcore, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, there's a bit of a revenge thing against yeah. Shaw too. Which yeah, and they they try to they try to kind of do that that reverse thing at the end with his character too where they try to bring him to the good side and it's just like what why like yeah it, it feels yeah, really weird, weird at the end yeah it does they, 
They tried to be Dom and they just kind of do it. Um, they, yeah, they, were <laughs> Dom. they were they were they were Caesar and Pompey. Needed <laughs> <laughs> Kravis. Like, fuck yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about Vanessa Kirby because I did yes, like Addie. Please. I really oh, did. Oh god, I loved I, Yeah, she was Addie great. Is Shaw's sister. There's a bunch of flashbacks with him doing like silly like uh things that kids shouldn't be doing like blowing up safes yeah. and stuff no owen but you know no. yeah he was yeah it's fuck him he's really gone <laughs> like, he's, I wonder if there's, like, he's gone from the past too i wonder if luke evans like said something and like they were just like you know what you're out of the family now <laughs> <laughs> get lost uh he's like i was the first shaw <laughs> you all forget about me but i was the first <laughs> oh also speaking of the shaw family we do get queenie helen murin does return, yeah and that, yeah, there's that's, some fun bits with that yeah that's the one specific scene where she returns uh where she's just having a conversation with deckard that's funny like that was like that was a yeah. really good scene so funny yes, it was but back I, to back to vanessa kirby like you were uh yeah she was like she was phenomenal i loved yes. her in her action scenes i loved her playing off of both shaw and jo- johnson like you really did get a good sibling vibe from her and oh, jason yeah. statham definitely and you know they didn't they didn't like over <clears throat> sexualize her which i thought was nice there was still at the beginning those cl- classic fast and furious shots of party yeah. girls but it wouldn't right. be a series without that you do have the like alpha male arguing between statham who is protecting his sister and johnson right. who is in statham's mind a clear romantic interest for his sister and they have this one great moment on an airplane where chris hart interrupts mm-hmm. And like Chris Hart is so fucking funny in this film too. Like I, I love <laughs> just just a, just a cameo, really. Yeah, it's so but good. It's like a long one. It's a really <laughs> long drawn out cameo. It's so funny. Oh, it's and like he has moments where like his joke falls flat. I feel like it wasn't scripted to fall flat, but like how he plays how he plays that moment and how uh, Johnson and Statham are both like reacting, like what the fuck? <laughs> so good. <laughs> Oh, uh, he's all, he's so fun. But the, the that moment on the airplane though, where uh, Statham and Johnson are just talking about Statham's sister Hattie, they they have this like funny moment where J- Dwayne is like kind of progressive, but also like yes. you know he's he's like that <laughs> meme where it's like the almost politically correct redneck. Yeah, I believe it's something along the lines of, "Hey, listen, man, it's the twenty first century. She's one of the most badass women I've ever met." She has the right to make her own decisions. And if one of those decisions is to climb on this, I'm going to let it happen. (laughs) I think he he uses the words, climb atop this meat mountain. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Or climb this pine tree or something like that. Oh my god, it's bad. Dwayne has some really good comedic moments in this film. Like, he actually does get to be... You know his charming self yes. at times, like it's it's yeah. a lot of fun. Like, but like in other movies, <clears throat> it feels like he's been a little stunted by not being the top bill. You know, it's it's got to focus on other people, and he doesn't get as many good one liners. But here, him and Statham have almost equal time. So does Vanessa Kirby. She gets a lot of good yeah. screen time and a lot oh, of yeah. good moments. I really like that uh, Hattie. Yeah, I, I just it's definitely the best that the series has done with the female character so far. Right. I can agree with that Definitely. because yeah, 
she got to be almost more badass than they did at times. Yeah. And then, yeah. and then at the very at the very end, they make her. So this film is very derivative of Mission Impossible Two. It is like almost okay. the exact same plot line. I don't know if you've seen Mission I Impossible Two, but I did not pay attention to it. Yeah. So there's there's it's not it's yeah it's Mission Impossible Two is like it is like this film and where it's it kind of just gets forgotten about in the whole franchise. I do think Hobbs and Shaw is better than some of the. Fast and Furious. Movies. I can agree with that. It's definitely in the middle, middle lower ground area. But but like with with Mission Impossible two, it's you know, there's this disease and somebody takes that disease into them, so you can't you know the bad guy wants the disease, but he can't mm-hmm. kill the person with the disease because then he would lose the right. disease. So he's got to extract it from them or spread they, it, which they they do, but I think they want to do it as an attack, right? So. And instead, they want to they want to extract it and use it as a weapon. So that's it's the exact same that's going on here. Hattie has the this thing implanted in her. I don't remember if it's a disease or something, but like she has it implanted in her. It's in her blood system, but she, you know, it's gonna do something bad to her if they can't get it it's, out. It's in these capsules in her palm. Yeah, that's right. That's but right. But they can't just rip them out because they're programmed to spread if they're attacked or whatever. They explain everything in a few lines to like yeah. just kind of glaze over it. And they, they they can't just cut off her hand or anything. Like it's no. it's a whole ordeal because the hand would become infected. <laughs> but at the at the very end it it becomes that Hattie just kind of becomes like a damsel in distress right. you know and they're, they're just trying to try to play keep away so they do they do fail the female character kind of at the end and that's when it that's that's when it gets like hardcore mission impossible too and it's like okay like you guys get it's very similar and i'm just like come on guys like the only thing you're missing is the the face mask face swapping thing <laughs> that Mission Impossible 2 does. Everything right. else is almost on point. So since we reached the the end of the movie, about yeah. 45 minutes left in the movie, Dwayne, not Dwayne, Hobbs, though I do believe Dwayne probably had a big big chunk of probably. the decision making here. They go to Samoa, and I think it was just for Dwayne Johnson to show off the beautiful landscape of Samoa and have some great, you know, Samoan talent be his family. I thought it was really kind of endearing. And honestly, that was my favorite part of the movie, getting to experience that. Because it's not really a culture that we talk about that much in our media at all. Yeah. So I'm glad that uh, Dwayne Johnson got that opportunity. And I really honestly liked all the family elements. It just right. really felt like a completely different movie. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a huge tone shift. Yeah, and uh, but that's when it becomes proper Fast and Furious, though, because you've had you've had fast action race scenes right. earlier in this movie, but you get a fast action race scene with family with family. on Samoa, it's and that's important. what Fast and Furious is about, exactly. So, like, that's when that that's when the movie does kind of start feeling more like a recent Fast and Furious movie. Right. So with that, do you think you're ready for some closing statements? Yeah, I'm ready for it. Like, I mean, I still enjoyed it. It's still a fun movie. It it definitely does have like weird third act structure where it's like the first one is kind of setting things up. The second one, you have all the big action stunts and everything. And then the third one's a huge tone shift and it's about family. It's disjointed. It feels a little weird. It's kind of clunky. But the on-screen talent, the chemistry between everybody... And the action scenes, like it, it, that's all good. 
that's all fun still. And, you know, I still have enough fun that I'll, I'll give it, you know, it's a rough, I'm going to give it two and a half stars. It could be a three star if it's on the yeah. right day. Like if I'm in, if I'm really in the mood for some Dwayne Johnson and Jason Statham loving, like it's perfect for that. Yeah. Sure but, is. but I'd give it two and a half star on any normal day. I, I agree with, uh, everything you said, uh, it, it gets a, it gets a face because I did have a lot of enjoyment out of the end of the, of this, of this movie, but all, all around, I'm not really going to just be like, Hey, go out there and, and watch Hobbs and Shaw. Just watch favorite. It's Furious a spinoff 7. movie. Yeah. Watch Furious for seven. That, that feels <laughs> good. Uh, but that's my closing statement on this film. I think that's been the show. Yeah. We got one more Fast and Furious playlist, playlist episode coming your way. Oh, yeah. And then it's time for spooky season, everybody. I'm yeah. so excited. Get your spoops on. We'll see you back here next week for, uh, for F9. <laughs> for Fast Forward. I've been the faceless Oh shit, you got me. I've been the faceless Leon. And I am the Green Traveler. Safe travels and good night. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of Fiction Works 19. If you like the show, please show your support by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Like, follow, subscribe, wherever you might listen. We also now have a Patreon account. If you feel so inclined to support us in a financial manner, please become a patron by visiting patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. You can also find more information about us on our Facebook account or on the FictionWorks19 Instagram account. Thank you so much for listening.